What's up, Gold Rush? I'm Matt, by the way, Matt Sims. And before, <laughs> nice. Before I be talking to you about a little bit of a, like my story and another story, uh, if y'all would just pray for me because I'm definitely nervous. <laughs> y'all bow your heads, please. Uh, dear Lord, I thank you for this day. And thank you that you've given me the opportunity to be the hands and feet of you and to minister to these kids. I pray that whatever's from me, whatever I say, it comes from you and it's nothing from me and that if it is from me that they just throw it away and that they'll hang on to the truth that's coming from you. And I thank you for this opportunity again. And uh, thank you for this great, great week of Gold Rush. And I pray that it goes well. All right. Amen. All right. A little bit about myself. I'll wait for you guys to come on in. I am a rising senior at the class of 2016, uh, Fellowship Christian School. Uh, go Paladins. Nobody knows what that is. Um, I have a pretty big family, three sisters and one brother. Um, fill that photo real quick. That's us. Uh, it's not all of us. I do have an older brother who, who is married and or his uh, wife, Rachel, aren't in the picture. I will show a little bit later, though. Um, What's cool about it is uh, my two little sisters right there, Maggie and Mary Henley, they're adopted from China, and they're complete studs. Um, so ever since we adopted them, growing up has been a little bit different because um, I was the baby for 14 years, and of course, if you're the baby, um, you always get favored, and you never get in trouble. Um, I got away with everything. Like, parents would be like, oh, he's so cute and adorable, and just can't, yeah. Um, um, I annoyed my brother and sister so much growing up. They were, oh, like... My sister's now, who is 21, and my brother's 25, older, which are significantly older than I am. My brother was really into Legos. How many people in here were into Legos? When they're, yeah? Yeah? Some Lego fans? All right, cool. So he would build these magnificent sculptures and just amazing, and I'd walk in, I don't know, 10, 8, a little bit younger. I'd be like, well, knock it down, and right in front of him. And he'd be like, are you kidding me? I spent my entire weekend doing that. Yeah, he was a nerd. Um... um other than that, like he, like, he tried so hard not to explode on me. And I got to admit, it's, being t- it's been a little bit different, been a little bit tough being an older brother because sometimes you got to sacrifice some of your days to babysit, let the parents go out on a date night and stuff like that. But um, watching and just mimicking what he did has made it so much easier, just so much significantly easier. All right, anyways, a little bit more about me. So how many of you know the, the show Duck Dynasty? Yeah, fans? Any fans? Nice. The duck, I liked it. Good theme. Um, okay. My family didn't know about it t- until a little bit last year. And like, but when we found out about it, we fell in love with it. Like every Tuesday, I'm rushing home, like 8 a.m., duck, or 8 p.m., 8 p.m., Duck Dynasty, got to watch it. Greatest show. So uh, we loved it so much that we had to make it our Christmas card. And so if you check it out, yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> at the bottom, it was like Merry Christmas from our dynasty to yours. So that's pretty great right there. All right, moving on. Oh, I love sports. I would drop whatever I'm doing to just go play some sports with friends. And it's just one of my favorite things to do. But in high school, competitively, I play baseball and basketball. And baseball is something I would want to do and like in my future, hopefully, if it works out, if it's God's plan. Um, moving on, I am a huge movie fan. Movie fans in here? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, top six. I couldn't narrow it down to top five. Uh, top, number one, remember the Titans. This is not in order. Remember the Titans? Uh, Happy Gilmore, Coach Carter, yeah, Happy Gilmore fans, Step Brothers, The Sandlot, and probably, I think my all-time favorite movie is The Dark Knight. So good. Just absolutely, the Joker in it is incredible. Um, 
And as for music, I love music too, but honestly, I could not pick my favorite music because it changes every week. Like every, the song, my favorite song changes every week. All right, now that you know a little bit about me, I'm going to begin my question with a talk, and I'm going to get into some serious stuff. Not for too long, though. Uh, I'm going to begin my question with a talk. Have you, ever, have you ever been just walking through life and just feeling you're so small and so insignificant and that you just feel flat out ordinary? Let that resonate for a little bit. Because I have some good news to tell you. I have two stories to tell you. One about Matthew, the tax collector in the Bible, and the other one is about a person who's just like you and me, ordinary but extraordinary. First, I'd like to start with the story of Matthew. Um, Matthew was a tax collector and in ancient Bible times, and uh, one day this Jesus guy came up to him and was like, hey, Matthew, follow me, and Matthew immediately did. And I'm going to show some, screen, uh, some scripture up there in a minute. And, but what I see in Matthew is that he was willing and he was seeking for an opportunity. Willing meaning that he was loyal and ready to follow Jesus. They immediately followed him. Like he got up and left his job and was like, all right, I'll follow you. I don't know why, but I'm going to follow you. And then also I see that he was seeking for an opportunity. And when I say that, I'm going to read this passage here in a minute. It says, um, uh, Matthew was ready to follow Jesus. And he, like, well, as soon as he did follow Jesus, he would seek out opportunities. Like, uh, like I'm about to read right now. So if we could put that up on the screen real quick. Sweet. All right. As Jesus went out from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told me, or told him. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate, ate with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, Why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Like I said, Matthew was willing and seeking for an opportunity. As soon as he got up and followed Jesus, he immediately put together a dinner and would invite Pharisees and people for Jesus to eat to them and eat with them and mentor to them, not eat them. Wow. Um, but anyways, I know that was like a bajillion years ago, like a long time, not really relatable. But I am going to tell you a story about a girl named Ashley and Krista, a person who is a lot like you and me in ways, and that hopefully you'll be a little bit more relatable. And when I talk about this, I'm not just like reading off my paper. It's actually this girl's legit journal um, that he left, or that the dad left to Louis Gigolo that fortunately I was not to read. And then, so I'm going to read that, and hopefully you guys can take something away from it. All right. Her story begins like this. Happy final semester of college. Okay, so M. It says M. doesn't say the full name. Okay, so M is officially out of the apartment. Ooh. Um, I'm so glad he's gone. Though I've loved him for the last two years, I still love him so much. But I'm renting out with the rooms because I don't want to live alone. I rented it out before winter break to this quiet girl named Krista. She seems sweet, but turns out she's a fruitcake. She's into all that God stuff, but I'm pretty sure that she's more wacko than mom, Jacob, or Jeff, which is her siblings and dad. I asked her what she did over winter break. She said she went home and then came back early to go to a conference in Atlanta. And if, for those of you that don't know what Passion Conference is, it's this really big, like 20,000 college students thing. I haven't gone yet, but it's amazing. And that's what she went to. 
And then she, she says that God really changed her at this passion conference. Well, I do not link passion and God, but whatever. She, uh, she said God wor- she got to worship with over 20,000 college students. So yeah, that was the best thing she's ever done. She needs to get out more, a whole lot more. So that's the new fruitcake. Jeremy is our guy, and that boy hates me. We worked on a group project together last year for Children's Lit, and he made it clear that he thinks he's better than me. He'd get along with my mom. He's a little holier-than-thou Bible thumper. I really hope fruitcake's not as crazy as he is. Otherwise, it's going to be a long semester. That's how our journal begins. I'm going to move, and it goes five days later. Okay, so Em and I are back together. The girl, she just told him to move out of the apartment. Well, kind of. I do love him so much. He came over last night, and we hung out with J and C and C and F. We were all just drinking and watching a movie. The lights were out, of course, and Em and I quit watching the movie right there after the credits. We're amazing together. He did not say anything about us being officially together, but he did spend the night. He said he had, to go, he had class, so he had to run, and I did too. So then it skips a few, a few days for us. Okay, so I went running past... I went running today, and I was running past one of the buildings in the complex, and I see M's car, that he comes out of this girl's apartment, and I just kept going. He, he had on the same clothes that, I did, or that he had on last night when I saw him. He told me last night he still needed the time to figure out what he wants. So I was like, that's cool, but there was only one reason he would sleep at that girl's place last night. So she just went running, and then she says, oh, and then she says, mind you, it's 40 degrees outside. I had already taken off my jacket. I came in and went straight to the kitchen, walking past Krista, full out of beer, out of the fridge, and ice cream out of the freezer. I jumped on the counter, drank my beer, ate my ice cream, and just cried. Krista asked me if I was okay. I said, no, I'm not okay. Fruitcake then grabbed another container of ice cream with the freezer and sat down at the table. Then she writes, why the heck do we have so much ice cream in January? Seriously, there's three more containers in there. I really wanted her to just leave me alone. But since she was not going to, I asked what, what was wrong with her. I mean, she obviously does not drink. She does not go to clubs. She doesn't party. She's not all about that. And she asked me what I meant. So I asked her why she was the way she was, and all she said was God. She said it was her goal to live a life that Christ would be proud of. I laughed. I couldn't help but the take the. uh, I couldn't help it, but the fruitcake was serious. This girl is a fruitcake. She then said it was because she had a personal relationship with God that she was saved. I do have to admit she's different from the Christians I know, but she's still a fruitcake. <sighs> then she asked why I was so upset. And I told her about him and about the whole situation and how he loved her. She, he, she loved him and all this stuff, but he saw him come out of the girl's apartment. And I told her all about the crap he's put me through. And then she not gave me all the Christian stuff that mom always mentioned to me. And she just sat there and listened. But then she did it. And she writes in red letters. She asked, me if I could, she asked me if she could pray for me. I laughed, jumped off the counter, said, I need to shower. After my shower, Krista was gone. I just sat on the couch and cried. I love him and hate him. How is that possible? I should only hate him. I cannot figure out Krista in her Bible-thumping world. You know, she actually reads her Bible, like, a lot. It moves around the apartment from the kitchen to the living room and even to the office. I should be the enemy to her, um, one she wants nothing to do with. But she does not seem to think she's better than me. It also seems that God and Jesus stuff are real to her. I do not understand the fruitcake at all. As I take a little break from the journal, as you see, she's going through and reading her journal, or writing in a journal about all the stuff that's going on between her and Mike and how 
that she just cannot figure out what she wants and that she, what she does, she fills that void, that hole in her life, what she wants. She fills it with, or she fills it with partying. And, Ashley, and then continue back to her journal. She writes, January 18th. The fruitcake and I went running today. I cannot believe she actually kept up. Who knew Christians could run? Amazing thought. All right, January 19th. Okay, so she writes, I have to find out what's so different about Krista, what makes her so cool and what's so different and, and how she doesn't like look down at me or nose at me. She's really nice to me, acts if she wants to be my friend, but then she writes, nobody wants to be Ashley's friend if they don't have anything written in return, especially not a Christian. God is not for people like me, and Jacob's supposed to be the only Christian I know who doesn't judge me, and that's because he's my brother. Okay. So January 21st, 14 days later, after she wrote, she wanted to, or 14 days later, um, okay, I did it. This morning, the fruitcake and I were in the kitchen. I asked her why she's so different. She told me it was because, he tr- because God truly loved her and he, was his, and he was her closest friend. So I asked her what she meant by that, and she said exactly what I said. She said, God is above, God is all about love, and God's love is the greatest thing ever. So then I was like, why do you live all perfect like you do? She laughed and said she was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But she was forgiven. And then she comes back, she leaves, and she says, still January 21st. Well, I'm on the couch when Fruitcake got home. She sat, she sat down and asked me if I wanted some ice cream. I couldn't help but laugh. We sat there in silence for a really long time. And then I asked her how much God was going to punish her for living like, with such a screw-up like me. She just looked at me and said, Ashley, God is really not like that at all. He really does love us. And then she writes in really bold red letters. So there I am on my couch in my living room where a lot of stuff has gone on. And I decided I wanted what fruitcake had. That I wanted what Jacob, Jeremy, Mom, and Jeff all had. I wanted grace. So I asked Jesus in my, own, in my heart. I asked him to forgive me for all the mistakes I, I made. I told God that I knew I had messed up a lot. But if he would take me, I wanted to be a Christian. So there you have it. I'm a Christian. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders and I can breathe again. I feel like everything is going to be all right. I feel like I found something I did not even know I was looking for. I know this all sounds crazy and I am sober, I promise. Fruitcake said that she's been praying, me, praying for me ever since she moved in and asked if she, I was a Christian or not. Then we, got, then we got out the ice cream. I'm going to get fat with fruitcake around so February 8th, a little bit later, uh, she went to a Bible study with Krista, which is awesome. And then everybody was like, hey, Ashley, how's it going? What's up? And nobody was like, made her feel awkward or anything at all. And uh, she was, everybody was like, like so engaged with her. And if, um, I don't know how many of y'all know Laura's story in here. Um, she writes these uh, lyrics and it's called Mighty to Save by Laura's story. And, and she's a singer who made it big from Perimeter from here. And she writes, everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs, everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, of hope of nations. My Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. And she writes those lyrics and like f- absolutely falls in love with them. So after, she writes a little bit later in April, after from February. Uh, she writes, oof, April 28th. My dad and I went to the BMW to get a new car, uh, which should be in, in at, she ordered it, which should be in, in, in at the end of June. Um, 
I believe it's a San, a San Francisco dealership. I love my dad. He's so proud of his princess. Jacob, Stephen, and I went serving today. Well, they served while she sat there and laid and worked on her tan. Uh, tomorrow I'm driving back to Gainesville after church and sushi in Riverside. We're going to go to a sushi cafe. And unfortunately, that was the last of Ashley's writings in her journal. The rest of the pages were blank because Ashley died in a car wreck on the way back to college. Now, at the end of that story, Ashley was dead in her ways, dead in her sin, and just had no intentions of running to God, but instead she ran the complete opposite direction. But then a girl named Krista, the fruitcake, came around. It's a girl, an ordinary girl who just did the simple things by praying for her and reading the Bible and just waiting for God to, be, to use her. Which, very likely, Krista changed her life right before this girl died. And now their story is being told all across the world and just making a huge impact for the kingdom of God. Krista, a lot like Matthew, was willing and seeking for an opportunity. Um, Krista didn't know when God was going to use her or when or where or what time, but she was prepared. And much like Matthew, Matthew was willing and loyal and seek for opportunities. They, they both would seek for opportunities and that they could exp- help expand the kingdom of God. Just like Matthew did with the eating with the sinners. Or Jesus eating with the sinners. Now, I would like to end, the story with my, uh, end with a story of myself. So, I was on a baseball team with a buddy of mine. And I think I was a freshman or sophomore. I don't remember. But uh, on Sundays, in my know it's like to play like a travel club sport. Like Sundays, your weekends are taken up. So Sundays, um, if we had a game, me and him would like to just kind of talk and have like some, you know, one-on-one time, some good, deep, meaningful talk and kind of have like gospel Sundays, I guess. And I thought that was really cool. And then some kids on the team would come and want to join as well. Um, but ever since then, I can admit that I haven't done really anything like to ever since to like get um, to like expand the kingdom of God and be willing or seek for an opportunity. I haven't I haven't sought out one again. Um, I mean, even though I stand up here and tell you about Matthew and Krista and tell you to be a Matthew and a Krista, I'm nowhere near one, even though my name is Matthew. Um, my last thing, what I see in Matthew and Krista is something I wish to see in y'all one day and to obtain. And I have some steps on how to help you to do it. Just do exactly what Ashley described Krista was doing. She listened to her and she read her Bible. She knows she said like the Bible moved all around their apartment, all around the dorm. But I do want to challenge you to be ready when Jesus calls on you because he will. You don't know when it, you don't know when it is or what time it's going to be or where it is. But it will happen. And I know that's frustrating because you have to be prepared. And you have to do, you know, prayer and you have to be in the Bible. I know that's tough, but it's something we have to do as Christians. And I'd like to end with this. Um, don't ever feel like you don't matter or you're ordinary because you're a child of God, which makes you extraordinary. That's how it is.